Hi, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'ona, Tehillim and Other Hebrew Text Podcast, Episode 93. The following is the recitation of Psalm 84, a.k.a. Perik or Mizmor Pe Dalid. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Psalm 84 Lamnatseach al Hagitit Livne Korach Mizmor Ma Yedidot Mishkenotacha Adonai Sevaot Nich Sefa Vegam Kalta Nafshi Lechatz Rot Adonai Libi Uv Sari Yerananu El El Chai Gam Sipur Matza Vait Udror Kain La Asher Shata Rocheha et is Bechotecha Adonai Svaot Malki Velohai Ashrei Yoshvei Vetecha Od Yehalalucha Sela Ashrei Adam Oz lo vach mesilot bil vavam ovrei beemek habacha mayan yeshituhu gam brachot yate more. Yelchu Mechail El Chail Yerae El Elohim Betzion Adonai Elohim Sevaot Shima Tfilati Ha'azina Elohei Yaakov Sela Magineinu Re'ei Elohim Ve'habet Pnei Meshichecha Ki Tov Yom Bachatse Racha Me Aleph Bacharti Histog Faith Bevet Elohai Midor Beaha Lei Resha Ki Shemesh Umagain Adonai Elohim Chain, Vichavod, 
yiten Adonai. Lo yimna tov laholchim bet tamim Adonai tzvaot ashrei adam boteach bach. Psalm 84 follows the series of Asaf Psalms and brings us back to those of the sons of Korach, last seen in Psalm 49. The main theme of this psalm is a longing for the love and connection that is felt when being in and near the house of God and the praise of those who dwell in it. A few psukim are said in different places in our prayer, namely Pasuk 5, the first Pasuk of the Ashrei prayer, then the end of Pasuk 3, Libi Uvsari Yuranenu El Elchai, was added to Ibn Ezra's Piyut Tzamalacha Nafshi, and is said on Friday night and Simchas Torah. And then finally, Pasuk Yud Gimel is said at different times throughout our prayers as well, Hashem Tzvaot Adam Boteach Bach. The Dat Mikra suggests that this psalm seems to have been said by those who go up on the Shalosh Regalim, aka Passover, Sukkot, and Shavuot to the Beit HaMikdash to give, you know, Carbonot, uh, etc., and praising those who make such a trek to the Beit HaMikdash, but also for any person in life who is looking for their moment or opportunity to go up to the house of God and either doesn't have the opportunity or is distant from it. Radak holds that this is written by David when he was exiled, and Malbim holds that it was composed by uh, Bnei Israel when in Babylon, exiled. The narrator actually gives the feeling of desperate, nostalgic longing for the Holy Temple when describing himself as a bird, not even a dove who naturally will always return home, but just a regular bird who still manages to find his way back to the Beit HaMikdash because of such a strong, intrinsic connection and feeling like he found his nest, aka his place where he belongs. In fact, other commentaries, like Rav Hirsch, who says that in the introduction, the words al-hagitit, on the gitit, could again be just a music, musical instrument, or it could be referring to a wine press, aka a situation where people are under pressure. There are a bunch of beautiful, more well-known phrases that come from this mizmor, and I'm going to go through them because I think it's worthwhile. For example, Pasuk Mayedidut Mishkinotacha Hashem Tzvaot, how beloved or loving is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. Then Pasuk uh, 5, Ashrei Yoshvevetacha Odehu Chasela, happy are those who dwell in your house, they forever praise you, Sela, aka the first Pasuk of the Ashrei prayer added to Mizmor Kuf Mem Hey, and sometimes the first prayer we say at certain times when we pray to help us recognize the opportunity in front of us to just sit and be able to sit in a spiritual space to talk with God. Something we could especially appreciate during our COVID times, especially in public places. Then Pasuk 8, Yalchu Mechael El Chael, they go from strength to strength, referring to those who have the opportunity to sit and dwell in the house of God. And 
the one I want to focus on, Pasuk 11, Ki tov yom b'chatzeracha me'alef. One day in your courtyard is better than a thousand elsewhere. The last phrase I mentioned reminds me of that famous phrase by Alfred Lord Tennyson, "'Tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all." At first brush, this psalm seems to be optimistically praising all the love and connection that being actively and presently in the house of God provides to someone. But many of our commentaries, as we noted, agree that this is probably composed by someone who had once felt that incredible love and warmth and are no longer currently had they no longer currently have that love in their presence and yet they are still praising and remembering and recalling details and rituals and praying and connecting while going through what must actually be painful yet wonderful to remember at the same time. Kind of grieving, but in a way that they are feeling the love of that which is lost. Psychologist and grief expert Kim Bateman might help me explain this, and she says, we can stay connected to them by creating our own special special rituals. In a TED Talk on grieving the people we've loved and lost, she describes a mother who unfortunately lost her 18-month-old due to a faulty car seat, going out to volunteer and feels the love of her child every time she pulled the seatbelt and secured a stranger's car seat for them. Or a six-year-old girl who lost her mom to cancer but made a tea party ritual every time she wanted to have a talk with her mom. She points out that when we grieve, We all aim to protect that which is in danger of being lost. And through creating rituals based on the values and sense and feelings and things that were joyful or memorable, and as she puts it, when we sing over the bones of the people we care for, we are sitting in the place of the greatest love imaginable. So I believe this is what the narrator is doing here. The Ben Chai says that Asha Yoshevetacha means that even if you just walk into shul to get something, you, you have to sit down and say something like a pasuk. Because if you come into shul, it's praiseworthy to dwell in the house of Hashem, not just cross the room. This psalm is a reminder that when we lose someone or something that we love, we still love them. And we might not be ready to stop loving or to feel that love. And it helps to imagine them in our lives and to perform rituals that bring them into our everyday lives in order to feel and give that love. On Pesach, I still take a bite from the Korach sandwich prefaced with a loud, Yochlu hu! <laughs> like my grandfather used to, Alava Shalom, because Every time I do, I feel the love and joy of my grandfather and ensure that his memory is not lost. And my kids may laugh and even join in, but then mission even more accomplished. May we be able 
to reimagine that which we loved and lost in a way that brings healthy rituals into our everyday lives that help us to feel that warmth, love, and connection in a way that can serve as a lifeline to help carry us through our grief. The learning and recitation for this week's episode is an honor for all those who have been loved and lost. May their memories be a blessing and may their souls have an aliyah. Please stay tuned until after this quick break. that you would like to sponsor or if you have any questions please email me at nurseNisa1 N-U-R-S-E-N-I-S-A the number one at gmail.com also don't forget to join the Facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes please subscribe and share thank you for joining okay.